So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Connor. Oh yeah, that's right. I was starting it this week. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Read and Entertainment Podcast. This is episode 319 for the 10th of October 2021. I am your co-host, Connor the Cyberpunk Monk, and joining me is my co-co-host, Andrew the Aroa McFain. Hey. And it sounds like we have Reeton with us this week. Hey, I'm here this week. This guy. Well, welcome back. So uh, I, I asked, hey, uh, since I didn't get to actually do the opening last week, could I do it this week? And Reed was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And, and uh, then that, he forgot. That, and, and, then, and then the status <laughs> quo was breached. Uh, hey, Aroa, where can we find you and what have you been playing this week? Uh, go to aroa.website where you can get all the links to the web zone. Uh, this week, um, I tried to play some of those demos that I talked about last week. And then wouldn't you know it, uh, my computer exploded. Uh, not really, that, 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 but it was really obnoxious. Uh, I came downstairs one night and uh, I saw through the doorway that my screen was all blue. And I was like, huh, that's weird. I'm running an insider build of Windows 11. It should be green if it crashed. So I walk in there and it's at the uh the automated repair has failed to uh start your system or whatever. And I was like, "Huh. Why did it try to do an automated startup repair? That's weird. I'll just restart it." And then I did that. And uh, then several hours later, I reached the conclusion that it was a lost cause and had to reinstall Windows 11 from scratch. So, weren't you saying fun. that you had to install it through CLI because the browser kept on like running out of resources or something stupid like that? Yeah. I, so whenever I was trying to uh, fix it the normal way, um, I was using a uh, portable Windows 10 that I have. Uh, it's part of Medicat USB, which is a fantastic rescue USB. If you if you have an extra uh, flash drive that's like 16 gigs, um, it's a really great thing to just have laying around. Um, but yeah, so the problem, I guess, with portable Windows 10 is that it doesn't, do memory management totally well uh or maybe it's more that just windows doesn't like being run off of a ram disk but either way uh if any one thing would use too much of the ram disk then things would start crashing uh so i went to try to download the windows 11 iso and it would just crash internet explorer over and over again uh, when it tried to do that. And so then I had to try to download it through the command line instead, uh, which fun fact, uh, in PowerShell, you can actually just use curl, uh, like you would in Linux. Uh, it is a, it is an alias for the 
PowerShell equivalent of that command. So you can use that to download files from a PowerShell prompt, uh, which is great, except it's also unbelievably slow. And I realized after about 20 minutes that it had only downloaded a gigabyte and was Ooh. like, oh, fuck this. Uh, ended up booting into Ubuntu and got everything sorted that way after one unsuccessful attempt at burning the ISO to a USB using uh, Bellina Etcher. Um, Oh, which yeah. is kind of like like it's it's bloated as fuck but at least it's cross platform and it generally works as a as a USB image writing software uh but for some reason that failed and it like it wrote the USB but apparently whenever you make a windows boot disk it uh like the iso that microsoft gives you doesn't actually have like any of the boot stuff on it um oh, it's see. really weird so there is yeah. a way so, you can download the actual iso um oh i know and i've done it a couple times uh and then i just use rufus yeah so rufus so that, that was the thing is i ended up having to get another piece of software that is essentially someone took rufus and reverse engineered it to make it run under linux more or less nice uh, so uh, because it turns out you have to have something that will take the Windows ISO and write all of the boot stuff alongside the ISO. So you can't just write the ISO directly to a USB like Etcher does, uh, which is dumb, but that that's just how things go. So uh, after that, um, I got everything back up and running. Uh, thankfully with chocolatey uh it reinstalling everything was pretty trivial uh and i even got a couple of new things that i hadn't uh heard of before uh but also uh thanks to that steam library update from a little while ago uh steam doesn't have to like wait for you to try to reinstall games to rediscover them which is not something I expected. Uh, oh. Whenever you whenever you reinstall Steam, if you have at least if you have your Steam library on another drive, I don't know if there's a way to tell it to find a Steam library on your system drive. But uh, since my Steam library is on its own dedicated drive, uh, I added a Steam library folder and told and pointed it at my G drive, and then it immediately just discovered all the games I had on there. It didn't have to scan like for any length of time or anything. And nice. so everything was reinstalled immediately. Remember when it was there released was some... in like 2003 and it sucked? <laughs> hey, I mean, even, even like three or four years ago, it wasn't anywhere near as good as it is now. Uh, and, but like that, that was a lot more than I was expecting because I was even I was preemptively while it was installing Googling like how do I get Steam to scan all the games that I have installed and everybody was like you just gotta click on them and hope that it, it finds all the files but all that was done before the library update and the, the library update just finds everything which is Good. cool Good. Uh, um, I want to mention uh, two things uh, one was, uh, I played, uh, well, played, 
Uh, do you remember me talking about a thing called kind words a long while ago? Vaguely. I don't recall any uh, kind so words on this podcast. <laughs> it is it is a, a quote unquote game where uh, essentially you can send anonymous letters uh, and they just kind of go into a pool and then other people can read and respond to those letters. Uh, and then you can respond to other people's anonymous letters. And it's That's all anonymous. Horrible idea. Well, so it does on the basic level, but um, like they, they do a really good job with moderation. And honestly, like I've I've only seen maybe a couple of times where anything like malicious happens with that. Uh, mostly it's just pretty cool people being nice to each other. Uh, and I played that for maybe like half an hour, 45 minutes, uh, writing some nice things to other people. And uh, I submitted a couple of things of my own. Just like it, it, it is nice to have something that's like Twitter in the way that you can kind of, of let out your thoughts and get other people's constructive thoughts on those things without like having to also see all of the other bullshit and vitriol that is that is Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but they've they've added a bunch of new stuff to that just in terms of like you can you can send like these cute little stickers along with your letters. Uh, they added a bunch of those and uh, the subtitle of the of the game is Lo-Fi Chill Beats to Write To. And uh, they've added a bunch of new songs to it, which is cool. Um, I'm really surprised that that is still running. And I'm happy that it is because I, I think it's really useful. Like there are a couple of Reddits that do sort of the same thing that that does. But the anonymity, I think, is a is a huge factor. And it it's just really cool that something like that exists. So, uh, so what you're telling me is that because you blocked Twitter on your DNS, you needed something like Twitter, and uh, <laughs> Mastodon sucks. Well, I haven't gotten Mastodon running on my uh, server because Mastodon's documentation sucks, like, really bad. Yeah, I, I have it on my computer, and, like, I, I have no idea how to use it, and so I was just like, oh, my Twitter's back. Yeah, I I uh I want to have my own Mastodon instance uh because I want to have a place where I can say whatever I feel like saying and not worry about like whether or not it's going to get me banned. And then I was planning on having that syndicate itself to my Twitter so that I can essentially have a Twitter that's write only. Like I can't read anybody's responses to anything that I write, but I can still throw stuff out there. Uh, but yeah, uh, do the Docker documentation is essentially non-existent and I'm not running that on my bare server because yeah. that defeats the purpose of like everything I'm doing with it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what, what I, what I, the other thing that I wanted to mention was, uh, Mythbusters, uh, the video game. Oh yeah. I um, love Mythbusters. Yeah, Mythbusters the show is pretty cool. Uh Mythbusters the video game is like it 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 puts me in the mind of Wii shovelware. Uh which is fitting. Um it's from a publisher uh that on Steam 
makes a lot of those those simulator games. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, it's strange though because a gas station simulator is actually surprisingly compelling, as is drug dealer simulator. However, uh, MythBusters, the video game, is a pile of shit, um, and it almost feels like they got the license to make the game and then went, fuck, how do we make a video game out of this? And how do we do it really cheaply and quickly? And Yeah, uh, that's a problem. Yeah, that's that's what they did. They so you you have uh you have to make a blueprint uh for your your myth for the experiments. Uh and making the blueprint is uh essentially solving like like children's puzzles like like y y did you ever have those puzzle books yes whenever you were a little kid it, yeah. it's those it's it's how, it, how do you which stick can you move to make this math equation correct and like how do you get the line to go through all these things without overlapping like that kind of shit it's it's that and then it's the house flipper install the water heater uh, mini game where you just press and hold on the highlighted thing and then it does its thing. Uh, and they're like some other little tedious bullshit things with all of it culminating in, okay, now it's time to blow up the wooden man with the grenade. Boom. There we go. It looked like a fucking Half-Life 2 explosion. That's That's great. Sounds fun. Sounds like a good game. Game rated by just out of curiosity. Is that E for everyone? Oh yeah. Um I'd be surprised if it had an ESRB rating. Yeah. Um we're gonna move on. Uh, wait, wait, I'm no, sorry. Or don't play it. Sorry, host Connor, do you wanna do you wanna move on? Sure. Uh we can move well uh, we'll we'll go on to you, Reed, and where can we find you and what have you been playing this week? You can find me at Roy.website, but you can also find me at Reeton everywhere. I'm Reeton on Twitter, Reeton on Twitch. My website's ReetonEntertainment.com, and this podcast is Reeton Podcast. Uh, you can find it everywhere at Reeton Podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify and uh, Stitcher and Amazon for some reason. And, yeah, so we're, we're everywhere. Uh, leave a comment on iTunes. Uh, five out of five would be great. And go from there. Uh, games I played... Uh, I played lots of Yakuza Like a Dragon. That was, uh, that was good. I beat it. You finished it. I finished it. You, you came in right at the end. Literally right at the end. Um, I, I, I had a goal this week. I was like, I'm going, I know I'm close to the end of the game, so I'm going to beat it this week. So, uh, Tuesday through Friday, I played it, uh, ended up being about 68 hours long. Um, a little bit more, uh, cause I did die a couple times and have to restart from a, like half an hour previously. Uh, the end of the game, like I was over leveled for most of the game. And then, then at the end of the game, like I started fighting some bosses who were like just rolling me. So I had to grind some more. Uh, so it does get quite difficult at the end if you're just kind of casually playing through it. Uh, but it is it is uh, very good and very weird. It's got a lot of weird stuff in it. Uh, but I can see why our good friend Earl likes those games. And I tweeted that I had beat, beaten the game to Earl. 
And he's like, good, now play Yakuza 0. <laughs> I was like, I just beat Yakuza like a dragon. I have other games to play. You're still oh. in your Yakuza refractory period. Yeah, <laughs> I I have to I have to wait time. And they're coming out with the Yakuza like a dragon too, but they're doing like a huge studio mix like shakeup. Cool. So anyway, and then uh on Monday I had played some more Deathloop. I like the game. I don't like the invasion stuff, and I may turn it off. So I think it's a neat idea, but I also think that like either the people that I'm getting paired up with are just way better than me. Uh and that's probably what's happening. Uh because you'll go through the game and then it'll just be like Juliana is trying to kill you and other people are playing as Juliana. And you have to take out that person and you have some control over it but they they have the upper hand because the npcs will not attack juliana so you can be in a fight with some other npcs and the person could just be stalking you and be like oh this is a perfect time and just come up and kill you just try and, kicking them and i could i could just try kicking them uh but yeah it's it's annoying in that regard because you can make it all the way to like the last day and be trying to complete your objective and then it's just like somebody invaded you and you're like fuck now i have to deal with that shit before i can go do what i meant to do on this in this particular area on at this particular time so it's annoying uh and i i died at the very end uh of one of the loops which was really annoying uh, so, my recommendation is if you play that game, uh, in between the times, so you go you know, morning, afternoon, midday, and night, uh, if you go in between those times, you can infuse your items. You can infuse your weapons so that you don't lose them when you die. And you can infuse like the uh, the special abilities that you get, so again, you don't lose them when you die. Make sure that you infuse as much stuff as you can in between, because if you if you're like I'm just gonna save up, uh, and then after this loop just infuse a bunch of stuff, which I've done, uh, it's annoying when Juliana comes and is like, "Hey, I'm just gonna destroy you." Uh, like I had one person who was just camping me, so when I spawned and walked out of the spawning area, I just got shot in the face with a shotgun. It was really annoying. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, it was it was uh it was not fun. Not that part was not fun. So I'm not a huge fan of the invasion. It's, it's like there's there's I want to actually play the game, and then there's uh like there's that mode, and then there's I want to be a troll mode, <laughs> and that's what what being Juliana is. Anyway, Just not very fun. Um um Connor, I think we're on Connor, right? Yeah. Uh, you could find me at aroa.website where all of the links are conveniently organized. One of those I want to bring your attention to is Clinton Score Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. We're getting some good numbers. Uh, I, as of this recording, we will have a Facebook group soon. I'm in the middle of making it right now because they won't let us put our podcast up unless we have a group. And that stinks. 
I have been playing Castlevania Advance. Boy, howdy, I love this game. Um, if it wasn't for a game that I'm going to talk about in a second, I'd probably be done with it already. It's, uh, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't want it to be over yet. I'm enjoying it so much. You know that feeling? Yes. Uh, feelings that I can't relate to like that is Animal Crossing, which I tried to play at least once a day uh, up until the Direct that's coming up, and I couldn't make it. I made it like three days, and I broke the stride. So hopefully they add some some good updates. I think the the Brewster is nice, but maybe better dialogue in general, like completely overhaul it, would be a good start. Give me a reason to want to play. Been playing Smash Brothers as I slash Aroa said last week. I've mostly been playing a couple rounds and then buying custom tracks and then listening to those custom tracks. Music in that game is so good. And then. A uh, game I wanted to talk about briefly here is Metroid Dread. This game is good, and it's tough. I'm, like, enjoying it quite a bit. And then a lot of the times when I am getting uh, usually one-shot by something, I'm never upset about it. I'm just frustrated that I, like, didn't yet know how to get past it. And that, that growing feeling of learning how to play the game that's often associated with Metroidvania games like this is very well done in this game. The Emmy Rooms, having that feeling, uh, which is those uh, weird robots that you see in the ads for the game. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with them. Uh, they are basically indestructible to you until you beat that area's mini-boss, which is, I don't know, I, I guess it's Mother Brain or something? I haven't gotten that far yet where they describe what they are. Uh, and the, the moment that you learn how to hurt them, it's just, it, it hits this light switch of, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And they go from being these terrifying forces to things that you just gotta outrun until you're powerful enough to deal with them. The game has this weird motif going on where it keeps on reminding me that I'm powerless and I can't do anything against the forces that are coming at me. And very oh, okay. often I feel it. Uh, sometimes Metroid games feel rough in that it's a survival aspect. You need to manage your missiles and your health. In this game, I usually have full health and full missiles and then something comes around and one-shots me. It's, it's, it's a stealthy Metroidvania game. And boy, howdy, anyone who knows me knows that that's my jam. Well, that's uh, fun. I, I've been playing Pavlov, and I want to like Pavlov, but every lobby that I get in has people in Discord, and that it ruins it for me. It ruins the game. I wish people didn't ruin games for me. Like, half yeah. the fun of playing Counter-Strike is, is the in-game chat. Right. Why would you ruin it like that? And it's... Sometimes you can even hear them like, "Oh, they're uh, they're coming up from the server room. They're on top," and you you still smoke them. Sit in the after lobby and they're freaking out. And it's like, how how are you guys going to cheat and still not? And I understand you're playing in VR. It's not like using a controller and clicking on heads or whatever. But come on. And then finally, I've been playing Space Station 13. There's been a, a tide of new players. Like servers have had a hundred plus people in them pretty frequently. So I've been avoiding security roles like the plague. It's just too stressful normally. I'd, I've been dipping my toe back in the water there. I've been playing a lot of detective rounds. And w when you're on a cramped space station with 100 plus people on there trying to find out who the one or maybe couple of people are who are being shitters, it's a lot of work. So what you're telling uh, me is that because of Reiton Entertainment's podcast and constant... Uh, Connor's constant praising of this game has led to lots of people playing the game now. Yep, that's definitely what it was. It was all yeah. me. That's it. That's what I thought. 
but um, I've been having enjoyable experiences. I I primarily play on the role play server, so most of the people there are interested in like telling a story than being power gamers, and yeah. that's been shining. And maybe you know particularly because I'm a security role, but that's been shining very strongly lately, and I've been enjoying that. Well, that's fun. You're you, you're not making drugs anymore. I haven't made drugs in a long time in that game. You've you've moved up from from your your criminal past. I, I've gone from making uh, Omni weed to uh, solving the station's crimes, and when I'm not doing that, I am the station AI. That's good. I've, I've become a respectable member of space society. Um, and we're going to. Oh wait, did you have anything else? Forgot you're the host this week. I, I got a Warhammer minute, but I, I don't have the ability to make the noise happen. Not in a oh. way that you'll catch anyways. y'all i'm gonna try to actually keep it a minute this time i played against the adeptus custodies this week for the first time these are if the space marines are the the poster boys these are the super space marines these are the guys who are all plated in gold these are the guys who when you have a full fieldable army it's like five models sometimes they are sort of meant to be overpowered and they're sort of meant to represent the best of the best and i won as it turns out uh, all you need to do to mend, melt a, a super duper space marine is shoot all of everything's weapons at it and take them out one at a time. Those motherfuckers can take a hit. I tip my hat to them as their corpses are smoldering in the back of my neutron laser. But they Good cannot game. take 20 hits. Uh, it, it was more like, well, I had four Dagobots. I had two Ornigadoon crawlers. And then I had a squad of rangers, a squad of vanguards, and breachers. So that's like probably 100 shots. Oh, okay. So one of those per round, each volley. It was, and, and they have like two up saves, which means on a D6, if you roll a two or higher, they resist the damage. So they're, they're incredibly difficult to shift. But if you throw 100 shots and, you know, every 25th shot or so is a, a neutron laser or a, a Gatling rocket launcher or just radium saturated weaponry it, it it's enough to do the job good good well i'm proud of you uh that you were able to 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 kill the things and win the games and, and with are that, you gonna I, I was gonna ask if you're gonna do any tournaments where you make money off of it probably not for money i'm in the middle of a tournament right now i was gonna just mention i think that put me in second place now we have one player who's undefeated right now and i think i'm just below them good well, you now you know what you have to do. You have you to defeat the them. Yes. You shall. You have to kill the king to become the king. Correct. Well, I don't want to be the king. I just want to make cool machines and robots. Okay. Did you see that robot I made? Uh, probably. I can't. I can't recall. There's a lot of postings in that. In that Connor's art palace. I I do do a lot of art. Yes. Doo -doo. Um, so, uh, well, that's are it you for the intro? You... I'll, I'll I'll tip the hat to you, sir. 
Oh, that's what I was going to ask if you wanted to be the one to call out the stories. Uh, we are going to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Facebook went down along with Instagram, Instagram, Twitter, or I'm sorry, Instagram and Messenger. Uh, oh, and WhatsApp. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Messenger all went down uh, on, was it Tuesday or was it Monday? Can't remember. Uh, uh, October 4th, so I think it was Monday. Monday. I think it was, yeah. yeah. So, <sighs> turns out that uh, from what I understand, from what I was reading, you guys can correct me, they were doing something with the servers and the DNS, and they upgraded it, and the upgrade failed. And uh, that, that caused everything to go down. Literally everything to go down. Well, the DNS went down. Everything's up. You just can't reach it. Yeah. Uh, well, and here's the thing. Apparently, their badge systems go through that as well. That makes sense. <laughs> and so they fucked it up, and then they weren't able to get into the server room to unfuck it. How and, bizarre that you would rely on public DNS for that yeah. purpose. And um and, and I think that's what happened. Uh it was there was an update, it was uh I'm just I'm just taking a look. I can't remember exactly what happened, but it was something like that. They updated the server, I think it was the DNS, uh, and it it fucked it up. Now I will say so i worked at facebook for eight months or so and one of the things that a lot of the workers there praised was there's like six different facets or five different things that like facebook employees um should follow or whatnot and one of those things is move fast where they want to make sure that they have like the latest and greatest of everything. And so they'll kind of push updates without testing them fully. Who needs UAT? Just, yeah. just, just push it. Yeah. So, um, it was you like, know, face the red flag. move fast. Facebook move fast. Um, yeah, it's, this is funny. It's 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 not just move fast. <laughs> move fast and break things. <laughs> they broke things, all right. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that that's one of their like five or six caveat. Like one of their five or six things is that they they want to upgrade and they want to like push things. And if it breaks, hey, we're gonna work on it. We're gonna we're gonna make it work better. Uh, but it's best to push it out to everyone. Uh, see if it works uh, for everyone, and then if anything minor that comes along, we'll fix. Uh, the problem with that mentality, and this is something I always thought in the interviews that I was doing, was like, but what if, what if you break everything? Oh, that'll never <laughs> happen. It's too big to happen. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm glad that they take the same approach to updating their internal tools that they do to upgrading their UI, which is, fuck you, it's different now. <laughs> yeah. Um it was uh it was a thing. And I can tell you <clears throat> uh in my position, there were a couple times when I was working at Facebook that 
uh, Facebook and WhatsApp went down for like five or 20 minutes, something like that. It's a couple times they went down for a little bit. They came like right back up. Um, however, during that time, guess how much stuff I had access to on my work computer? I'm guessing it's zero to zero percent. Yes. So all of their stuff goes, goes that way. So when Facebook and WhatsApp goes down and Instagram and all that, so does the internal backend. Uh, and so if, you know, when I'm trying to support people and update their passwords, I can't do it because everything's down and I can't reach the site. Uh, I think there was like an hour, uh, once when I was there that that happened and it was, it was not good. So I guess they lost like, what was it? Like $6 billion or something from being down for like six hours or seven hours, something like that. It it was a lot. Yeah, I mean, more money than we'll ever see. And, I mean, if I were support there, the feeling of me taking a nap during that time is exactly what would have happened because I'd be like, I couldn't, I can't do anything. I'm getting paid. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> because uh, the, the, the good thing about Facebook, uh, which I cannot say this for other companies that I've worked at, is say you're at uh like Endura, which is my my old the old place I used to work was was Endura, and it you know did like wood processing stuff. Say one of those machines went down, and you couldn't work, they would make you clock out and go home, and you wouldn't get paid for it. Uh, the cool thing about like Facebook and other major companies like that is they kind of realize it's their fault, and so they'll just continue paying you. <laughs> while you're sitting on your hands. Uh, so so the good thing is, while Mark Zuckerberg might have lost money, uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet that the people that were actually working that day did not lose any money, and that's a good thing. And they ended up getting it fixed after a few hours. Uh, what, what do you guys think about this? Do you think that maybe they should get rid of that move fast and break things mentality? I think somebody somewhere at their, uh, their their weekly operations meeting is going to probably be bringing this up. Yeah, probably. Not that it costs them $6 billion. Hey, you guys want to do like an internal test or something like that, man? I wish that I had enough money that if I lost $6 billion, I'd be able to shrug it off. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, it it's like <laughs> I I on on the one hand I'm like yeah I don't care like fuck Facebook anyway yeah but right like at at the same time it's indicative that like this is what happens if you let a large large isn't even the right word when you when you let a monolithic corporation manage everything for itself and then like it dies for a minute. Like yeah. the whole planet was freaking the fuck out. The, the stock market exploded. Like, yeah, like it was, it was a nightmare because the fucking platform where your mom posts recipes that she found went down. Like it's, 
it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Well, and not only that, like, my, my problem is, from a, from a tech standpoint, why is it that the public-facing Facebook page and Instagram and WhatsApp and all that, why is all that also tied to the internal support stuff? Uh, from this article, uh, supposedly Facebook runs its own DNS servers. Yeah. So like, like they, they propagate their own DNS shit over BGP and, and whatnot. Yeah. So I'd, I would imagine that, <laughs> that, uh, they just assume that since they they are the one and only source of truth for DNS records for Facebook, that having it all in, in one place really doesn't matter. Well, yeah, but I, what I'm saying <laughs> is when, when why, I'm why would support, you even rely? I, I don't understand why you even re- rely on DNS for something like this. I don't know. Like for, for like the, the pads to get into the server room, like hard yeah. code an IP address in there, man. Yeah, Why there should have would, been something. Like the the fewer things that can fuck up, the better. You know how many times DNS fucked up back at Centene, and and the whole company went down, and they lost millions upon millions of dollars. Like DNS is is like a meme in terms of how often that fucks up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not want any of my super important backend systems, it, let alone the the software slash hardware <laughs> that support people rely on. Like that that's just stupid. Yeah. And like also, uh, it took down Oculus. Oh so yeah, that's fun. Well, of course it's going to take down Oculus. It's t- they're all oh, tied. I- in, everything's tied into Facebook. And I, and I know. I'm just saying that, that, like, idea still, like, that's not really, nobody, <laughs> just me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you couldn't use your headset while Facebook was down. Like, how fucking cool is that, guys? Unless like, you do what Aroa talked about. Uh, was did you talk about it last week, or was it something else where you could unFacebook the Oculus? Oh I no, don't think I, I talked about it, but that no, is a thing you can do. I spoke with uh, Parallax Abstraction. And uh, you have yeah. to sign into your Facebook one time on your Oculus and then enable the setting to sideload apps and then get the unFacebook Oculus app and sideload it. Yeah. And then it, it takes uh, away you can all also, that. Uh, you can also now on the original Quest, uh, you can activate something or or maybe they like... They, they, I think they, they like open sourced the the OS or something like John Carmack. I think it was. I think that's that. Isn't that the guy? The uh, guy that that does the Facebook or the the Oculus stuff now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Doom guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he posted something that was like, "We're I I wish we could do this for all of our hardware, but at least there's one that's out there." Yeah. Uh, so they they you can like make a custom uh 
like a like a cyanogen mod or, or what whatever it's called now. Uh, Lineage OS. That's it. Yeah, you can you can do all that if you want. Good, good. Um, yeah, yeah. So Facebook went down. Uh, I think everybody knows, and it was uh it was fun. It was a fun. Now another fun thing is uh Twitch Twitch leaked all of its data. All of it. All of it. Everything. Uh, there were Every... some. <laughs> I, I, from what I understand, like passwords weren't compromised. Um, but yeah, they uh, were. Oh, were they? Uh, well, change? so the the hashes, the hashes of the passwords. But, okay. So it's just a matter I of mean, time. Yeah. Yeah. It's change your passwords. <laughs> um, change your passwords, and uh, Twitch has gone and they've changed the stream keys already. Uh, yep. And it also leaked like a bunch of YouTuber or a bunch of Twitch people's payouts and saw that some of the All main, of yeah, some of the main Twitch streamers uh, make millions of dollars, which yep. is, I mean, not surprising, right? That's, that's, we knew that's what was happening. Um, yeah. Uh, now, uh, I think, Charlie I think I know Critical somebody who, pointed out that that was dumb. Yeah. I think I um I think I know somebody who downloaded all that data. Do you? Do I? Uh I don't know, Aroa, do I? <laughs> do we? <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I may or may not have access to uh this torrent called Twitch Leaks Part One. That's 125.89 gigabytes. Uh yeah, it is sizable. Um the payout stuff is 4.88 gigs of CSVs. Jesus. Uh, and th those are compressed. Those are those are compressed into zip files too. Jesus. Um the each individual CSV is unpacked 250 megs and uh if you try to open it with LibreOffice, it won't open. It'll get like a little over like a third of the way through the file and it can't it can't render any more rows. It says that it's reached its its limit. Wow. Um, I actually had to I had to open them in a text editor, uh, and then find the you know, the rows that I was interested in in there. Did you find me in there uh, with my one hundred dollar Twitch payout? Uh, I, was it was that after twenty nineteen? This was like three months ago. You got a hundred bucks. Then it's in the. It, it is, I guarantee you, it's in there somewhere. Nice. Uh, whatever whatever month that is, you let me know, and I'll have to look through it. It's it's kind of a pain in the ass to get around because, like I said, you have to extract the individual CSV that you want to look at, and the it's not like a, it's not a file full of usernames. They use their uh, Twitch ID, which wow. is kind of like kind of like your Steam ID where it's just a series of numbers. Um, so you have to look that up using Twitch's API. Luckily, there are a couple of websites that'll let you do that. So I looked at the uh, the financials for a couple of streamers that I like just out of curiosity. And I... Uh, They're doing I mean, well. They don't make as much money. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they don't make as much money as I... At least one of them doesn't make as much money as I would have thought. Uh, but one of the others was like, Wow, he is really doing well for himself. That's good. That's good cool, for them. though. I'm happy I mean, for him. I, 
I have no illusions of ever becoming huge on Twitch or YouTube or anything like that. But like, if I could make enough money to pay my bills, I I would totally do it rather than rather than work every day. Yeah, I, you know, I'd definitely. rather play games and chat and try to be entertaining than than sit down and be like, "Hey, my printer's not working," and then I'm like, "I fucking hate printers." <laughs> and like there are easy things so there the, fucking i'm sorry i'm gonna complain here uh there are easy things to do at my work like hey unlock this account and do this and this and this and then those will like i'll go i'll be like i'll see it come in and i'll click the button to take it and somebody else is already working on it but then somebody's like hey my printer's having a problem and they'll just let it sit there for like an hour and a half <laughs> nobody <laughs> picks up the ticket and I'm just like, fuck you guys. I will take this ticket and then I will throw that printer out the fucking window. Um, so anyway, uh, as IT guys, we hate printers. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, printers, printers are the absolute worst thing in modern uh, offices. That I don't. They're, they're, when I worked at Sony, it was the best because they're like, we have three floors which means we have one printer on each floor and it's managed by a company. <laughs> I was yeah. like, all right. So we just add the printer and they're like, yeah, if anything goes wrong with it, we call the company. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, back when we had Rico guys, I really made friends with our Rico guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, there's something going on down the hallway and I'm not about to make that my problem. <laughs> exactly. Um, you don't want to get toner all over your clothes. No, and I have seen printers just, uh, what it would be the good way to say this, have ink abortions. <laughs> it just gets <laughs> everywhere. Uh, I fucking, why, why do printers still exist? And, and we don't need still so bad. Why I do know. we still need paper? Yeah. It's almost 2022. I'll send you a PDF, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> send it's... it to me. You need me to sign something? I will use my Surface with tablet. You know, not even the worst part for me is not even the printers, but also like, hey, we need you to print this out, and then you need to fax it. And I'm just yeah. like, why, why do faxes exist? <laughs> I was like eight, and and I was like, why? Over 20 years we... ago, as a kid, I was like, <laughs> why are faxes a thing? We have email. Now, I, I work in the medical field, so I do see the reason for us having faxes. That it's, yeah, and th that's what I was going to say. Is It's fucking bullshit government regulation. That's the main reason. Maybe also government fields, which that's a beast of their own making. But anywhere else? Do we, do we really need fax machines anymore? Come on. So I work in... I, I, technically, I technically work in the medical field, and I can tell you, uh, still fuck faxes. Uh, we don't need them. They're absolutely no. useless. It's, um, it's because the law hasn't updated with the times, and the law specifically says it has to be faxed or or mailed. Yeah, right. That's patient data. Don't fuck around with that. Well, yeah, yeah. but fax uh, is it's not. It's not like it's fax safe. Is inherently not secure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying that's the law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we've uh, got off topic. So, yeah. I, I wanted to mention some of the other things that are in here that I, I haven't dug into just because like, I, I don't, 
I don't have time. And also I have a very strong suspicion that even if I did, I wouldn't know what I'm looking at for most of it. Uh, there are some interesting things. Uh, Vapor.zip. I believe some other articles have suggested that this is an uh, so far undisclosed Steam competitor that Amazon is working on. Uh, Vapor is presumably an internal name for it. Uh, it would be kind of wild, though not completely unfounded, for Amazon to release a Steam competitor named Vapor. Um, and uh, there's some stuff like Twitch IT. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, there's something called VOD.zip that's like two gigs. Kind of wondering if that's like the their backend stuff for like publishing Twitch VODs. Uh, there's video.zip, which I'm trying to open right now because I want to see if it's just like, is it just full of like super compressed Twitch clips <laughs> or something? Uh, but it's it's taking a while to open because I made the mistake of double clicking it instead of opening it in 7-zip. Um, Twitchapps.zip. Uh, there's the source code for the Twitch desktop app in here, uh, as well as the mobile apps. Uh, there's some code for the backend stuff that connected to uh curse forge oh yeah uh, yeah which does that exist i don't think i was gonna say yeah. i don't even think that's around anymore curse forge is is absolutely around um it was purchased however by overwolf which oh, okay. is uh they're like a an they're an esports thing like I, I i'm sure that there are plenty of casual people who use it too but like only the the most stupid of stupid people use much of anything in Overwolf. Uh, like they've gone from making World of Warcraft mods to Minecraft mods. Oh, they, the the uh, Curse Forge, yeah, has mods for a bunch of different games. Um, that was how I managed my WoW mods until they got bought by Overwolf, and I was like, I am not fucking using this shitty Overwolf client for every fucking thing. Uh, so I, I switched to another one, but, uh, there's, there's a lot of, of interesting stuff in here, um, that I, I would like to see somebody dig into, but obviously like you, you gotta be careful <laughs> even talking about the fact that you have it. Uh, I would imagine at least if you're like some kind of publication, luckily for us, no one's ever going to know. So, uh. Yeah, I just I, there's a lot here, and um, it's taking up a lot of space. But I'm gonna keep it because this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Just like it's the source code for the entire Twitch platform. Um, there's a there's a transcoder dot zip in here. Um, the hell is I don't know what octarine is. Is is cool. I want to know what this is. I see. So there's a lot of stuff that was leaked that we have no idea what it does. Um, yep. Oh, Grafana. I know what that is. I wonder if this will be released at some point. Like, they'll they'll do some more digging. Because this is part one. I wonder if they're going to do some more digging and get uh, part two. We'll have more detailed explanation of what some of these like apps and stuff are. 
it is it is odd that it is labeled part one uh because it seems to be fairly complete yeah uh, yeah i don't know what that means in the end mm-hmm. uh let's let's move on to the next next story uh this one's not a huge one uh, i just thought it was funny uh because <sighs> how did this ever s- snowball into what it is now AMC Theaters now lets you buy digital gift cards with Dogecoin. Why? <laughs> Why? Only only 10,000 Dogecoin for a ticket. Yeah. Um, That's it? Uh, enable crypto, crypto payments for movie tickets. You can use BitPay Wallet to pay up to $200 worth of gift cards per day with Doge and other cryptocurrencies. They noted that customers oh, with, can uh, okay. pay with the uh, digital cash on AMC website and mobile pay as well uh, as in theaters. Um, this is this is interesting. I think what they should do is have a streaming app where you can uh, you know just watch movies and not have to go to the fucking theaters. Um, yeah, like that—that that would be an interesting thing to do, uh, where you could just pay. Like AMC is just like, hey, we just worked out a partnership, and they can just buy this. They can buy a ticket and then just watch it on their TV. Maybe we should do that. We'll just get a camera and take it to AMC theaters. Be like, oh yeah, it's just like you're right there. <laughs> we're like holding those, up our uh, webcam those live streaming those those theater live streaming events except it's the other way around we're live streaming the theater exactly uh that but anyway scenario. i imagine the dmca would be furious about that probably they probably definitely would no. um in a no. twitter poll last month aaron i assume asked if the company should accept dogecoin just over two-thirds of the one hundred forty thousand voters opted for the yes do it <laughs> option why the fuck not <laughs> this is how this is how our world is this is what our world is coming to where we are are ex- accepting new forms of payment via twitter poll this all happened because they shot that goddamn gorilla uh, Yes, that's that's it. We're we're gonna move on from. I actually went to the zoo last weekend. Uh, we saw a bear at the zoo who did not get shot, which was pretty cool. Uh, bears are bears are awesome. Anyway, uh, our last story of the day is one that it really it really touches my heart. Unvaccinated patients are getting kicked off organ transplant wait lists. Good. Good. Uh, Fuck them. Unless there's a reason of that. Like, like, unless it's like, oh, my immune system's already fucked. I can't get that. Well, it actually... I'm pretty sure they they specify that's not the case, though. Yeah, it says transplant recipients must take immune-suppressing drugs. That's a weird uh, way to say it. Anyway, uh, raising risk for COVID. So, it would make sense... uh, that like you don't want to get covid if, and 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 get a transplant um 
growing number of medical facilities around the country are just uh, directing organ donations to patients who have been vaccinated against COVID-19, pushing people who remain unvaccinated down or even off of the lists. The thinking behind the move is simple. With transmission of the pandemic coronavirus still high in the United States, unvaccinated transplant candidates face an extremely high risk of COVID-19, which poses a danger to them and imperils the usefulness of the scarce life-saving organs. Uh, that makes sense. So basically what they're saying is, if you're unvaccinated and we give you this thing that is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars sometimes, and then you get COVID and die, then that was a waste <laughs> of our time and money. So yeah, yeah, totally. Well, I and, totally and get it, yeah. Also, I, a waste I know of somebody dying. Right. I, I know you can't, like, formally say this, but, like, just get the fucking vaccine, dude. Don't be a prick. Okay, we can't, we can't say that as... Medical professional. We can't say that as medical professionals. Uh, there are cases where it is going to be okay to not, but yeah. I mean, ninety percent of the people are like, "No, not getting it." Just go the fuck up, dude. Well, and and uh, there was a study that came out recently uh, where they've actually found out. Now, there, of course, it's a preliminary study. It could be wrong, uh, but it probably isn't. And a lot of people will come out and be like, "Well, I'd just rather get it because natural immunity is better." Than vaccine immunity, and yeah, then no, there was a that, that, there was a study that came out that was like, no, it's not. And I I knew it wasn't. Uh, just like from I get the cold or the flu each year. That's that's not how viruses work. You dumb yeah. motherfucker. But also the the thing that I always always thought, and it seems to be similar to this, what the study found, is that if let's say I get COVID and Connor gets the vaccine. Yes, I will get some immunity from another strand of COVID um, or another, another, you know, sickness from COVID because I'm getting antibodies for that. However, I could get a really mild case of COVID and my body will have fewer antibodies than what Connor would have a very predictable amount of antibodies because the, the COVID vaccine is man-made and thus far we have kind of, uh, we can kind of predict how much and how immune you are going to be of getting COVID again. Man, um, I totally misheard you for a second and I thought that you said that the COVID virus was man-made. No, no, no. The vaccine hey, was man made. Chinese laboratories. <laughs> like, no, I, I had to think about it for a minute. And I was like, that's not what he said. No, no, no. he said vaccine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But no. yes, the, the vaccine hits your system. And then when the real thing hits your system, your system's like, oh, shit, here we go again. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it just, it, it doesn't make sense. understand, Mimi kids? Yeah. But... Yeah, so so it makes sense why these uh, organ transplant doctors would be like, well, no, we're not going to give it to the guy, because they're also like, as it says in the article, they're they're taking drugs that suppress their immune system, so that they can accept the transplant, and then the 
they have a super deadly and already contagious virus. Well, maybe not super deadly, but for them, it's definitely going to be more deadly and very contagious virus. And so the doctors are not going to be like, yeah, we're going to give you this transplant and then you're going to get COVID and you might die. And then we'll have to cut up and grab that organ back. It'll be like repo genetic (laughs) opera. Except the organs might be infected at that point. And what you've done by doing that is you've ruined a perfectly good organ. Exactly. Yeah. Then we yeah. gotta boil it. We'll send it to Africa. That's Turn that's it into, into jerky. I don't know if that's exactly what they do with the organs when they're done. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Trust me, I'm a medical professional. You are you are a professional <laughs> who works at a hospital. That's what I said. Put them <laughs> they put them in the <laughs> I work, surprised how they, that works. They put them in the in the people who don't have insurance. That's what they do with them. That's true. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> but yes, this and and, and also uh, because we're in the United States and healthcare is not a right in the United States, uh, they can deny you service for they, they can deny you all those wait lists and stuff because you, it's not a right. Now they cannot deny taking care of you. Uh, because that's apparently there's some oath that they take where they can't, you know, cause harm. It's also illegal in at least in my state. They it's, have to, they have to provide you care. They have to provide you care. That that is a, a thing that happened in the United States. Surprisingly enough, during the Nixon era, they came up with that. Well, probably because they were like, "Why would you turn down providing them care? They're gonna have to pay you afterwards." Exactly. Take, take their money. So I have no money. So if you go to the e- before before that, if you went to the ER, they could literally just turn you away, and now they they can't, and that's they legally can't. Not that they they always will provide you care because that's just not something that happens all the time. Anyway, well they'll they'll they'll, uh, they'll put you at the back of the line if you say you have no insurance. Yeah. But I'm having a heart attack. Eh, well, should have got insurance. Um, it looks like you have a broken pinky toe, mister. You look like you have the platinum plan. Come on back. Uh, anyway, that that's our, our, our stuff for the day. We didn't really talk about much in gaming, but there wasn't much in gaming to talk about this week that I could find. I'll take your word for it. I didn't... Uh, you were building a computer. That's hard. what you were doing. I was reinstalling it. Yeah. In Windows 11. You know what I hate about yeah. Windows 11? It's a very, very minor thing that nobody else would care about. Except for probably... That it causes maybe. your computer to blue screen boot loop? Uh, no, that I haven't had a problem with. Uh, you can't move the taskbar like you could in other versions of Windows. Yeah, that's annoying. Um... Also, uh, have you noticed that sometimes you maximize a window on a secondary monitor and the taskbar is now behind the window that you maximized and it won't come back? I've noticed that, yeah. I'm sure these things will get ironed out uh, at some point because I know that taskbar thing is something a lot of people have been complaining about, actually. It's sort of the reason I'm waiting for the 1.1 release of Windows 11. I'm just sort of going to wait for them to iron out Windows 11.1. 11.1.1. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I want to thank you both for being here, and we will be back next week. 
doing some more podcasty stuff. And then after the week after that, it'll be another Connor and Aroa podcast where hopefully both people <laughs> will actually be on the podcast. What are you talking about, motherfucker? Yeah. Connor I, was I there. Was, you I heard was, him. I was there the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I, I would like to, to respect my uh, my opinions and my thoughts. Thank you, guys. I will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Can't wait until next week when it's just me doing all of our robot lines, too. <laughs>